Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Mel. I grew up playing outside. And I grew up doing something meaningful, watching movies and TV. I never had cable, and we finally bought a VCR about the same time DVD players hit the market. Throughout our marriage, Mel has sadly missed many of my pop culture references and movie quotes. So it's time to catch up on all the films I missed. Good evening. Hello, Nick. Movie time. Melissa, movie time. It is time. Do you know what it is on this wondrous night we are going to be watching? Hmm, I I don't know. I have no clue. No? There's nothing in the air. You're not sensing anything or making strange noises and making sound become physical things. No? (laughs) Okay. I'm just, just kind of taking in this weird clue you're dangling out. Um, yeah. Physical? Yes. This is with Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get... No, it's not physical. Okay. Um, sound becoming physical? Is that what yeah, you yeah, said? Yeah, that's what I said. This is all going to make <laughs> sense best, in a minute. <laughs> this, this is the best worst clue ever right now. Okay, let me give you another one. I'll give you a better clue. Okay, you ready? Okay. It's the uh, variety is the... Spice. Of life. Is this the original Dune? <gasps> you got it so fast. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, this is so exciting. I know. Ooh, ooh. I don't even know what to say. I'm so excited. <laughs> you are like lit up like a light bulb right now. <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, do you know wow. about this film? Wow. So I've seen the remake, uh-huh. the Timothy Chalamet yes, version. You have, and yes, you have. Zendaya? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, I, I have no idea. I, I don't know anything about the original. Okay. Except, of course, it's based on the book, uh-huh. I think. Yep. I don't know who's in it. Okay. I hope there's sand. I, I don't know. You know, <laughs> I can safely say. It's not a spoiler, probably. There's sand in this movie. Yes. Okay. I mean, the name of it is Dune. So <laughs> <laughs> the director went in a really different direction. <laughs> they made a movie called Dune about there wasn't, the water. They didn't have the technology back then they did to not. recreate no, dunes. No, they did not. They didn't. Okay. So um, do you remember the basic premise of Dune? You haven't read the book, right? I tried reading tried, the book. Yeah. I'll try it again. It just wasn't the right time. Wasn't the right time. That happens. Yeah. But the movie, you remember the plot, There's right? sort of. Sort of? Sort of. I think you saw it like, like these, a year ago. So it, you could be people, a blank slate by now. What? Yeah, go ahead. Um, Go ahead. No, Why? I want to hear you. I want to hear what you have to say. Um, These people have to like kind of take care of a planet. Okay. They're like the stewards, sort of. Okay. And while they're there, they get attacked by like other people. Okay. All right. People. <laughs> I don't remember how all these people are related. People. Okay. Um, all right. And then there's also like the natives on the planet mm-hmm. who like know how to live on the planet and kind of like understand it. Okay. And they, I think they're the ones who do the spice running okay. or something. And spice is like a drug. Okay. Or something. Until, until you mentioned Spice, it actually sounded like you were describing Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> it did, actually. Uh, yeah, Spice, uh, well, the movie will tell you more about it, but you're, yes, yes. It's not the kind of Spice, although I have a weird Spice spiracy. 
That was a play on words right there. Whoa, what is your spice spiracy? Nah, I'll get into this later. Oh, Don't okay. forget to ask me, but I have a spice spiracy that I want to talk about after we watch the movie. Is it about like the Spice Girls and where they <laughs> ended up? Is that what Yo, we're talking about? I will tell you when I want to talk about it, when I really, really want to talk about it. Okay? <laughs> okay, okay. You'll tell me what you want. <laughs> I'll tell you what I want. <laughs> I want to... <laughs> I got to stop. Yeah, I think I really, really, on. really want to know, though, what are you excited about? And if there's anything you're dreading about this one? I'm excited because it's a sci-fi movie, my favorite kind. I know. It's on another planet. I can't wait to see the world building. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see who's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, anything I'm dreading? Yes. Is it going to be as hard as the book? Gosh, that first, my first crack of the book, I just could not get into it. <laughs> okay. I'm hoping my second time will be better. Okay. Yeah, let's okay. do this. All right, well, give me your movie poster and tagline, then we can, we can jump on a sandwich. You don't need to ask me that every week. Every week. We could we could come up with another question uh, to could. fill that time. We, we could, but right now, that's the question that stands. Um, uh, this is <laughs> On a sandworm. Worst. It stands on a sandworm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, of course, the movie poster is, like, beautiful, gleaming... Mountains of sand. Okay. Dunes, perhaps? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm just stalling because I have no ideas. Oh, uh, well, okay. Um. <laughs> no, I'm just picturing you on a sandworm on a dune. Is something about like um, the house will stand, will oh. fall, something like the house will. <laughs> Is this house party? Are we talking about house party now? Oh my gosh. No, no one can bring demo a party day. Down. The house will it's demo day. Got it. Um, yeah. I don't know. This is can we just move on? We're moving on. Okay. The house will not stand for this sand. <laughs> let's go with that. All right. Okay, let's do that. Let's go check it out. Okay. The beginning is a very delicate time. Know then that it is the year 10,191. In this time, the most precious substance in the universe is the spice melange. The spice extends life. The spice exists on only one planet in the entire universe. The planet is Arrakis, also known as June. You are about to enter a world where the unexpected... Many dangers exist on Arrakis. The unknown and incredible secrets have been kept on this planet. And the unbelievable meet. I see two great houses. Where kingdoms are built on Earth that moves. We have one sign the likes of which even God has never seen. And skies are filled with fire. The prophecy which will cleanse the universe can bring us out of darkness. Where a young warrior is called upon to free his people. A world that holds creation's greatest treasure. He who controls the spice controls the universe. And greatest terrors. A world where the mighty... This is genocide. The deliberate and systematic destruction of all life on Arrakis. 
the mad. I will kill him! I will love you forever. And the magical... Father, the sleeper has awakened! ...will have their final battle. Show the slightest pity or mercy! Emperor, we come for you! Doom, a spectacular journey through the wonders of space and the mysteries of time. From the boundaries of the incredible to the borders of the impossible. Now, Frank Herbert's widely read, talked about, and cherished masterpiece comes to the screen. Dino De Laurentiis presents Dune, a world beyond your experience, beyond your imagination. I wonder what Melissa's going to think about this movie. <laughs> so, what did you think about this movie? That was a David Lynch film. It was David Lynch. Does she think that he's the same person as the guy who does all the body horror movies? Cronenberg. Uh, you know wow. who David Lynch is? Yes, I know who David Lynch is. Sorry. Whenever I, uh, I don't know if it's a whenever I watch this, but I'm definitely experiencing it this time. Mm-hmm. Watching this, this movie is one of the most um, out there with internal dialogue. Like they, they portray telepathy and thoughts by hearing whispers in, in, the, in, the, in the dialogue in the movie. I actually really liked that part of this movie. I liked it a lot too, but it makes me, I, I can't, I can't stop doing this now. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. So what'd you think? Okay. So going into it, I forgot that it was a David Lynch film. I did know that, but yes. I had forgotten that. And I feel much the same as I always do after watching a David Lynch film. I'm confused. I'm grossed out. I'm <laughs> I'm feeling like, why did I just do that to myself? Oh, okay. Um, was it worth the time watching it? Wow. Okay. Yeah. His Coming movies are, um, they're an experience that's kind of like mm. going to the dentist. Necessary? But I'm not even sure if it's good for me. Uh, ne- I, a lot of the times I'm like, that wasn't even good for me. There's no benefit but I <laughs> tell me how you really feel <laughs> okay really uh, i liked more about this movie than i have about any of his other films this is arguably his only movie that's an actual movie that i've seen well it's funny that i feel this way about it because controversial statement by the way yeah yeah uh, yeah that was Tra- a it's a traditionally statement. structured movie there's very few uh dalliances into the lynchness compared to his other stuff yeah like and when i talk about his other stuff i'm excluding twin peaks which i enjoyed yeah i really like twin peaks but everything else the tv show the tv show yeah the movie was also like an acid trip the twin peaks firewalk with me yeah you had some context with it because of the tv show but it was still like an acid trip a little bit okay so not that i've been on an acid trip but anyway (laughs) okay (laughs) well (laughs) Yeah, this movie was, um, 
it, it had like a structure, it had a story that I could follow. So that was appreciated. Yes, it did. And it's funny that I'm saying that this is one of his one movies, yeah. one of his movies that I can kind of say was okay. Yeah. When he thinks this was the great failure of his career. <laughs> He said in an interview once um, that there was something wrong with the film Mm -hmm. and he didn't think it could ever be fixed. And Mm -hmm. he doesn't even like Mm -hmm. watching it. Like he's embarrassed by it. Well, I I hear a lot of different things about filmmakers and their philosophy on watching their own stuff. Same with actors. Mm -hmm. Some of them are like, they never watch their own stuff. Other ones watch it like crazy. Um, So it's always interesting to me to hear about that. That implies what you just said, that he actually watches his other stuff. So I'm not sure yeah. that he does, yeah. but okay. he does not feel good about this one and okay. didn't, didn't, well, yeah, well, it just got trimmed down. It, I don't know what to say <clears throat> about it, actually. I, I feel like for him, this was like a person who's not ambidextrous, but left-handed writing with their right hand. Hmm. They're hmm. like, you can kind of understand the writing, but it doesn't feel right. And it is not how you're supposed to do it. Because all of his other films. <laughs> so confusing. They're so confusing. Yeah. This film was confusing, but the story's confusing. Yeah. Like the original story. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like we've seen the remake now. Mm-hmm. and Part one, yeah. Part one. And that was somewhat confusing a bit too. Yeah. Because um, there's all these houses and the feuding that's going on. It's mm-hmm. just hard to track. Yeah. Um, so it was ambitious. Like this was a crazy ambitious project. And the fact that they tried to, to pack it all into one movie, yeah. I think was a huge mm. mistake. And that's part of the reason why he didn't like it. And yeah. part of the reason why it just, I don't know, doesn't quite come together. Well, it took him like over three years to do this film. Yeah. Three and a half years. Three and a half years. That's a long time. That's like Lord of the Rings time. And that's, Three movies. Well, I almost feel like he would have been way better served having to, to if he had made three movies out of this like one story. Yeah. Because what they did here, it makes it feel like, like when you, 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 you're like, oh, we have an afternoon, let's go to the zoo Mm -hmm. and we're going to see every animal. Yeah. So you like zip through every animal or whatever and you see, you see everything, but you don't really. That's literally my strategy when I go to the zoo. I don't know what's happening right now. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you go to Disney World. And you're like, we're going to try to do yeah. all of Disney World in one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like even less than a day. That's fair. That's what he tried to do with this movie. Like, and it was, you know. But first off. Yikes. I feel like I need to defend him, even though he doesn't defend himself apparently on this and doesn't like it. But the time in which this movie was made in 1984, um, having ginormous movies, like really long movies, not a thing. Like Gone with the Wind is one of the longest films that was in theaters, but that was like, I don't know, 40 or 50 years before this. Mm -hmm. So it was most of the movies out around this time were like an hour and a half, an hour and 20. And then maybe you would get like a two hour film, a little bit over. So doing this, the film was it was longer than most movies and having to fit all that in, like you said, like the, the mental math of the audience to have to like understand what's going on and keep track of all the characters and stuff. It's just the audience back then, I don't think was there for that. Like basically you're saying like all the odds were against this movie being a success, including what the studio wanted as well, because they were like trim it down. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Like if they were to make this film today, like they're doing with Dune one and two, they Mm -hmm. can take their time with it. They can be like, Oh, we'll just release it over a couple. 
or we'll just let the director go ham. We really like this director and the way that they do stuff. I I just imagine, given how his other movies were, there was a lot of like push back and forth between his surrealness and like actually driving the story forward. That's just conjecture. I don't know that for a fact, but you can yeah. see a lot of elements of that in this movie. So yeah. this movie came, he had already done Eraserhead mm-hmm. and the elephant, elephant man, man, which I have not seen, yeah. um, but I've seen Eraserhead. So, and then he does this movie and like, I, it kept reminding me of Twin Peaks, all of the dream sequences. Oh, okay. I was like, you're staring at Kyle McLaughlin. Well, <laughs> so yeah. Not because of him though, because of the way the movie was and the music, gotcha. but the music in this film was really good. Mm-hmm. It was by Toto. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked it up and Twin Peaks had a different musician okay. making, so it wasn't the same musicians, yeah. but the similar, like really dramatic swelling guitar, like mm-hmm. soaring yep. riffs. Yeah. Yeah. It felt really similar. So there was, a okay. So mm. having said all that, I, yeah, there are some things that I enjoyed mm. about this film have when you, I wasn't being grossed out. Have you noticed how shocked I've looked <laughs> through most of this conversation? Like I was sitting next to you during this movie and there was no clue that you were, I heard when the, the gross parts, I, I knew that, but I mean, it's a really long movie and there are very few parts that are like that, but you seem positive almost the entire movie. Or you were quiet. Maybe I was misreading your quietness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so part of it is that I've seen the remake of Dune. Yeah. And so this, I had like this framework and oh, this idea yeah, of the yeah. story already in my mind. Yeah. And it was so, this would be fun to watch like before you see, <laughs> after you see Dune 1, yes. the new one, but before you mm. see the second one. Yeah. Um, This would be fun to watch, but also would have many spoilers for you, I think. It would. I mean, you're literally going to get to experience that because the reason we're watching this is because part two is dropping. So yes. we'll be able to see that very soon. Woohoo. So, yeah, I en- okay, where to start? There were a lot of things to enjoy about the film. Sure. Um, first of all, the set design and. Number one isn't dedicated time with your husband? Of course. Come on. Of course. <laughs> That's set. what I love about all of this. Yes, of course. Set design was amazing in this movie. <laughs> it was. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. The like they've the golden rooms and like all of the steampunk machines. Yeah. Um they really like paid attention to detail. And lots of practical effects too. Yes. And the world building. It was yeah. like serious world building. Mm-hmm. Especially in these worlds, because they're completely unlike anything we have here. Yes. Yeah. What about you? Like, what are some things you enjoyed about it? And had you seen this I have entirely before? such vague memories of this movie as a kid. I mean, uh, so in the I, I think I saw parts of it in the 80s. My dad probably showed me some of it or all of it. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. It's probably like made for TV type stuff. And I just remembered sand, blue eyed people. <laughs> And the muscle suits, you know, the like, the they look like muscle suits to me when I was little. And then really creepy kids and gross floating guys. That's that's like, yeah, gross floating guys. I loved the creepy kid at the end. That was my favorite creepy kid I've ever seen. She was so good. (laughs) She was really creepy, but also like maintained her cuteness, which is difficult. That's a hard line to toe. I agree. Yeah. Like I told you there. When you mentioned that while we were watching, I'm like, oh, just you wait. I can show you creepy kids. But that's a very important distinction. The thing I did not remember about this film was the, I don't even know, how did I explain it? Like the mutant Muppets 
of of the spacefaring guild people. Yeah, that fold the space so yes. they can travel. Hey, I forgot that logistic because you know it's like one sentence, yeah. one line of dialogue. But the creatures, it was like human beings evolved because of the spice into these like crazy looking like I don't even know how to describe it. It looked like a peanut elephant. I don't know. Peanut elephant. Sure. With little arms and legs dangling off of it. Yeah. I did not remember that at all. And I would have remembered that as a kid. Yeah. Because that thing, that thing's mouth is going to give me nightmares. Yeah. He liked, David Lynch liked to focus on the mouth a lot. Wow. Yeah. 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 Gross. Oh but again, my gosh. So gross. Such a small part of the movie, but he had to just slip that in there. So that's, those are the main impressions I remember. And of course, you know, Captain Jean-Luc Picard was in this. So yes. that was fantastic. Um, um, the suits that yeah. you mentioned, like that the Fremen wear, yeah. and they have like a nose piece. Yes. Sir Patrick Stewart said that was like the most uncomfortable costume he's ever had to wear. <laughs> I was thinking that when I was watching that. I'm like, I don't know if I could handle having that thing in my nose all the time. That would be just really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. The reality of that would yeah. be hard. Well, the logistics too, when they describe it in the movie, they're like, you need to breathe out through your mouth and then in, th- no, in through your mouth, out through your nose. All the time. Yeah, that's like the opposite of yoga, which, by the way, is like not good. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's one of the I can't even imagine being in that environment. Yeah. (laughs) So um, not only was Patrick Stewart in this, but also Sting. Yes. That was like surprising. We were like, wait, is that Sting? I was really excited (laughs) for you to see him. Yeah. Yeah. He Um, was like. He filmed this just before he became like a really big pop star. Yeah. So like people thought that the movie was about him because of course they're like, oh, he's famous now and the movie's coming out. So let's put him on all the posters. (laughs) And then he's in like, what, five minutes of the movie. (laughs) Some people were PO'd. Apparently Patrick Stewart, like on set, he didn't really know, you know, he was in a band. He's like, oh, what band are you in? And Mm -hmm. Sting says, oh, I'm with the police. Yeah. Or in the band, the police. And yeah. Patrick Stewart thought that meant like it was a band made out of policemen. Like, just <laughs> <laughs> <is> adorable. <laughs> Good luck with your little music career. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick Stewart with a mullet. Oh, anytime. It felt so free. <laughs> I did notice the mullet. I think I actually exclaimed, he's got a mullet. I know. But then I was like, is it a mullet? Because he can't control the top. But that's... That's too deep of a question for this podcast. That We need a whole other podcast to <laughs> delve into the mullet not, or not mullet on Pat Stew. So, okay, mullets topic aside. Mullets aside. What did you like about the film? Oh, man. Um, I really liked the telepathy convention, like we mentioned. Uh, the costumes were just amazing. It's just eye candy watching the movie. Uh, the The idea of sound becoming a weapon was yeah. really interesting, like h- hard sound in, in the way they did that with the weapons they use for the Fremen and for the the tra- Atreides, right? Atreides. Atreides. And also the voice. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, when they, oh, you mean like the witch voice? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was really cool too. Yeah. When the telepathy, the, there was this race of people who could do telepathy and do mind control and they would use this special voice that would get people to just, it's kind of like what Jedi do actually. Hmm. Except Jedi don't use super creepy voices. <laughs> they just say, you will do this thing. And they go, I will do this thing. Instead, yeah. it's yeah, the crazy voice. Yeah. Um, I I really like the general arch of the story is it's a classic tale. You know, you have a prophecy 
there's a chosen one. The chosen one does the things and then all is well, yada, yada, yada. So it has that like convention built into the backbone of the story, which is just like tried and true through the millennia of a, a pleasant experience for the reader, viewer, etc. So yeah. Anyway, other things I liked about the movie. I like the models. Like they had a lot of models for the spaceships. Some of them were a little out there, but mm-hmm. like the models for the um the the Dune like factories that they would use, they look kind of like turtles almost. Do you mean the ones that were like on the sand? Yes. 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 They reminded me of the Sydney Opera House. Yeah, actually, actually I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then um just the whole everything with the worms is also pretty crazy and yeah. hilarious. The way that they like climb them. It, it, it felt very strange, though, that like Paul, the chosen one, all of a sudden, everyone's afraid of the worms, even the Fremen, it seemed like. But then all of a sudden he does something one time and then all of a sudden the worms are all friends with them. So I don't know what's going on with that. Maybe that was because he drank the psychedelic water and went to the place of understanding and didn't die like all men had died before and only women had been able to do the water. And then he could commune with the planet, maybe something like that. I don't know. There's a lot to like fill in. There's yeah. a lot of gaps to fill in. Yeah. But I too, I, I I realized that I love a good prophecy story. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what this is yeah. when you like take away all the other other elements. True. And um it's really cool how he comes into the prophecy, though it's confusing because he he does kind of just start commanding the worms. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everyone's like, all oh, right, let's ride with him on the back of this yes. worm. And he's driving it, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. And the music during that is just so wonderful. It's like perfect. Um, I heard the Beach Boys in my head when that was happening. Really? Personally. Yeah. If everybody had a worm <laughs> across the big dunes. I bet that's what Kyle was singing in his head I, I as he was, he was acting. That's why yeah. he looked so happy. Yeah, totally. This was his first film debut. debut. He had never performed for yeah. film before that is so crazy yeah like i mean that he, happens but it's just wild when that happens i know he did, he did a great, great yeah he did great um also like the the other parts of the prophecy where he he spoke mm-hmm. and like he broke the floor with his voice yeah that was awesome he didn't have to use the apparatus that everybody else used to like make their vocal like the sound into like solid form yeah mm-hmm. and um I liked that all of those elements of like him mm-hmm. coming into his power and like being yeah. the answer to the prophecy. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. Even if it was a little confusing. Right. Like, <laughs> and that, that was a definite sense of you're watching the movie and you're like, Oh, okay. And you get to a certain point in the movie. You're like, how are they going to wrap this movie up? There's like 25 minutes left. No. And then all of a sudden it's like two years later. <laughs> and then it's like, boom, 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 done. Yeah, they tell you two years later, the daughter grows up mm-hmm. and she has like crazy powers and surprises. Yeah, She's like a little sister. prodigy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, the sister, his yeah. sister, yeah. his mom's daughter. Yep. Um, and then he brings the rain, like all in like five minutes. Zoop. <laughs> At least he brings the ring. And I was like, that's <laughs> the Lord of the Rings, Melissa. No, he brings the rain. Yes. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. You know, what's funny is I read a quote from or I heard David Lynch say that before he read this book, he hadn't really read science fiction. And I was like, what? Your mind seems like a science fiction mind. That surprises me. That's very shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you just did horror. I don't know. That's, that's really interesting. Yeah. Hmm. What were your, what were your favorite parts? Like the parts you liked most about it? Um, I did like when they were driving the worms and, yeah. um, 
Um, I love when he meets Patrick Stewart on the battlefield. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Towards the end. And Patrick Stewart was like, I thought you were dead. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yo, we're, I'm not dead. And, and they are instant friends. And he joins the Fremen. Yeah. And then later, Patrick Stewart has the blue eyes. Yes. Um, that just seemed like more natural than a lot of the other things that had happened. Mm-hmm. Like it seemed like something that was likely and possible to occur. I wonder if they just needed story-wise to like ground that last 30 minutes in something, <laughs> you know? But yeah. I don't know. The Yeah. But I liked, I liked how he just came into his power mm-hmm. and his attitude was not like, uh, I don't know, um, entitlement. Yeah. He was just righteous vengeance and wanting to bring people along with him kind of a thing. Yeah, like uh, there was a confidence mm-hmm. with like the powers that he had. Yeah. And I loved and I loved this in the remake, um, his relationship with his dad that mm-hmm. at the end he was like doing this for his dad. Yeah. And yeah. I almost thought like, is the dad coming back? <laughs> like, does this mean, what does this mean that he's like invoking his dad's name yeah. here? Yeah. And um, I wish, was that in the prophecy? I don't know. What's one thing that blew your mind about this movie? I have one thing that blew my mind about this movie. Okay, this is definitely a spoiler, but when he found out that the Fremen have like water, mm-hmm. they have a big, huge yeah. like pool of water. Yeah. What are they doing with it? Hoarding. What? They're hoarders. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's like that that blew my mind. Yeah. It was like in a swimming pool. They yeah. could go swimming. Just underground. Yeah. yeah. Um, that I did not expect mm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the question, right? What surprised me? Yeah. What blew your mind or surprised you? Yeah. Um, and the turning sound into a weapon, Mm -hmm. cool concept executed coolly. Right. What about you? Uh, when we were watching this, there's one part, uh, where (laughs) he's learning about what it's like to be a Fremen. And he, he and his mom, like they kind of, well, it was before that they, they landed in the desert their family and everything have been defeated. They're by themselves. And then they're, they're setting these attractor. Uh, there's these like devices they have to attract the worms so they can like go somewhere else. And then he goes, you walk without rhythm. You won't attract the worm. And I went, wait a minute. That's the fat boy slim weapon of choice line. You walk without rhythm. You won't attract the worm. You can do with this and you can do with that. I just had no idea that that was from that. So my mind just like went like pop culture reference that I'd, I've heard that song a million times and I never knew. Wow. I did not know either. It just blew my mind. Now, now I'm going to go listen to that song. I know. I was like trying to run through the lyrics <laughs> in my head to see if there was more, but I think that was it. Another thing that blew my mind, not on that level. Sure. But the whole like the worms are the spice and it wasn't really like fleshed out totally i don't think i was still confused right. about what that meant but like uh, that there's-, there's a connection that the worms are the spice what is it there are they taking the spice off of the worms have you ever heard of like there's certain uh like bats that eat coffee beans and then they excrete the coffee beans and then those coffee beans are like the best coffee beans on the planet have you heard of this no. That's like a thing, for real. I'm not making it Okay. Up. So, but there's certain conditions in nature where the excrement or things that go through animals it, become this other amazing, crazy thing. So, I don't I, know if it's the excrement of the worms. 
or if it's their, I don't know, like think about your skin cells, you know, that's what dust is around you. Maybe it's like that. They just excrete it when they're just trolling around. So the whole planet is like warm dandruff? Maybe. Not all the sand because the spice is different than the sand. So, yeah. And who's harvesting it? Like, were the Fremen harvesting? See, I still have so many questions. (laughs) I think about it probably like, I'm going to go to Avatar on this one, right? In Avatar, you have the humans who are there and they're just like doing industrialized, like just tearing up the ground to get the mineral. Okay. And then you look at the, the people of Pandora and they're just like, we find natural veins of it and we make blades out of it or we'll use it for X, Y, Z. I feel like it's one of that kind of situation. They don't, the only thing they're clear about is the industrialization. You literally see what the factory looks like in the vehicle. It like travels around and harvests it from the ground somehow. Yeah. But they don't really cover that with the Fremen, at least in the movie. Well, the reason I asked that is because it just confused me that the Fremen didn't know mm-hmm. that the sand worms were the spice. Mm-hmm. That that was a revelation to the prophecy kid, but just, not to them. I just saw the movie and I didn't know that. I didn't remember <laughs> that part based on watching it. It was like... The worms are the spice. I don't even know what that means. Exactly. Like everything, we are everything, everywhere, all at once. We're made of stars. It feels like that. I don't know. I love how you used um, a story about a planet with Mm -hmm. blue people. Yes. To describe this problem on a planet with blue eyes, people with blue eyes. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, So fun fact. Mm, Please. um, There was one outfit that you and I were both pretty impressed with. It and it was the skimpiest outfit in the movie. You're talking about stings. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so That's not describe even a speedo. What is it's like a speedo on the front and it had wings coming off to the sides. <laughs> and thankfully they didn't show the back. So yeah. Well, do you want to know why he had that? Why did he have that? He was originally going to do that in the nude. Oh. And they were like, oh wait, no, we're not gonna do that. And they had at the last minute to just put something together to put wow. on him. So that was a total last minute wow. costume. Thing. Wow, that is a whole nother layer. <laughs> that colors that scene a whole lot more too. Wow. Wow. That's that's something else. Yeah. Go sting. He is he does all his yoga. He is not afraid of anything. <laughs> I bet he's breathing in through his nose. He probably is. I can't wear this thing. <laughs> um wow. Anything else you want to touch on before? <laughs> you just totally knocked me off the horse on with that one. Um well First off, this movie, just in general, I know we've said a lot. I feel like we've been kind of negative about it, but it really is a crazy epic movie. It is. Like, it was filmed on, like, four continents. There were 20,000 extras, like, used in it. Uh, And and up to, like, 1,700 people, like, crew, actors, etc., were, like, working on it on a given day sometimes. Like, it's just this crazy, huge production. Yeah. So, if nothing else, you should check it out for film history because of that. Like, and it has a lot of other stuff that's really interesting. And you'll never see set design like that. No. It's really, it's really cool. Yeah. I love the opulence of the first planet, the Atreides planet. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mm-hmm. miss that one. I want them to stay on Atreides just so I can see more of yeah. that world. Yeah. I kind of want to go back and rewatch the Dune miniseries that sci-fi did in the early 2000s. Yes. It's like, it's a three episode, but I'm afraid that that... This holds up well because you're like, it's the 80s, so it's practical effects and, you know, they look a little practical sometimes, but you like it. But any of the, like, there's not a lot of CGI. The 2000s one, I'm sure, has a lot of CGI for the worms and stuff, so I'd have concerns about how that holds up. Yeah, CGI from the 90s and 2000s can Mm -hmm. go one way or another. It's not always great. You can go pretty bad, yeah. (laughs) 
So um, if you could ride any creature on our planet and lead people into war, what would it be? <laughs> I just thought of our daughter really wants to ride an ostrich. Oh. <laughs> That's what, that would be her choice. Okay. But for me... I know what you're going to say. Keep you on. have no idea what I'm going to okay. say. All right. Um, I'm going to say an elephant. Oh, that's not what I was going to say. Okay. I, that would be just, just be awesome. Okay. Yeah. What about you? I'm switching to the one I thought you were going to say then. My thought was going to be dolphins, but I was like, she's going to pick a blue whale and I'm picking blue whale. I want to ride on a blue whale in battle. <laughs> yes. And just have it like thump onto something. You, you cannot know? do that on the dune planet. You can't. <laughs> well, maybe it would be, it'd be retrofitted. I don't know. With sand fins. Well, after Kyle McLaughlin makes it rain. That's true. There you go. He does make it rain. Yeah. Um, what do you think the uh, message of this film was? <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to speak to David Lynch here. Okay. Um, David. David. Wherever you are, um, I know you feel like this was a failure, mm -hmm. but you did a really good job with the circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> and you made an epic movie. That's true. So I think the message for me is like, um, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to piggyback on that one, and it applies to the characters, too. Uh, go outside of your comfort zone. Ooh. I think this movie was very much outside his comfort zone, just because he'd been doing smaller pictures, and then he was, like, thrust into this large thing. And lots of the characters in the film have to go outside their comfort zones, too. Yeah, like Patrick Stewart in that suit. In that mullet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, All this right. was interesting. I know. I was. Uh, I really wanted to have this as a. Uh, I don't even know an, uh, a a delighter for you, a, a palate cleanser, a flavoring before we go see Dune Part Two. Yeah, so, and amuse. Yeah. Yeah. First, of course. Okay. Awesome. Well, awesome. that's great. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs>